This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. Well, 10 winning favorites from 16 games wasn't enough for backers of the market principles to show a positive return on week one of the Champions League. But if you followed our handicappers, you would have made a profit to level stakes. Let's hope for more of the same as match day two kicks off this week. This is Betting Weekly Extra Time Champions League edition. You're with Dan Roebuck, while RJ, Will White and Steve Wiss are all back to bring you the best bets from what looks like a trappy midweek card across Europe. We're going to kick off, Steve, with a pick close to your heart because it's Union Berlin who take on Braga Tuesday. This is 12.45 Eastern uh, with the Bundesliga club favourites at minus 114. Uh, Braga plus 3.25, the draw plus 2.65. Um, Berlin have been awful uh, recently, as you predicted at the start of the season. Talk us through the play here. Yes. Um, you know, I don't want to make myself... Make myself look too big-headed or too good here, Dan, but I did expect this from Union Berlin this year. There had to be a regression after their big overachievement on the previous campaign. And um, lo and behold, it's it's kind of come. In fact, it's, in recent weeks, it's actually gone the other way. They have, you could actually say, been unlucky in a couple of matches. For example, when they lost against Heidenheim at the weekend. But that's the way the cookie crumbles in, in soccer. Um, it, it giveth and taketh. As, as we say, my bet for the game, I'm going with Braga on the plus 0.5 Asian handicap at even money, which I think is a massive price here. First thing to say, it's actually not been, this match is not being held at the Union Berlin Stadium. We're moving across town to the Olympic Stadium in Berlin. It's a bigger stadium for attendance, 74,000 capacity. But this is a bit of a weird one. I think they could have played at matches at their own stadium this year, but they decided against it because of uh, whether it's financial reasons or commercial reasons, things like that. It's a bit, the fans are not necessarily too happy about this. Um, I mean, if we go back well, you know, into a history here, they're even moving from East Germany to West Germany, which is a bit of a contentious thing. Um, ultimately, I just don't think it's going to have the same sort of feel, is it? So um, they're not even at home. I'm amazed they're actually minus money to beat Braga. Braga are not a bad side at all. They're certainly technically better outfit. These two teams met each other last season and there was a pair of 1-0 home wins. So they're kind of familiar with each other. I think both will just want to get a point on the board. I see quite a tight close game, low scoring. And if anyone's going to win, I'd actually say Braga. But uh, just take them on a plus, plus a half Asian handicap done. Uh, even money, technically better side for me. Union Berlin are not even that good. So we're very happy to be betting against them. Uh, and it's been quite profitable for me this season doing that. Uh, Will, are you surprised that they're favourites? I mean, obviously, when it comes to ratings, you tend to think Bundesliga clubs are going to be fairly well rated regardless. Are they being lifted by what sort of Germany has done over the course of the last few years? Because, you know, the Champions League rookies. Yeah, I've actually I've got kind of a note, actually, uh, in my model notes, Um encouraging me to uh, to keep an eye on like the Bundesliga's rating in terms of its um 
it how it sits uh, in, in in the European ratings outlook. Um, I think I may have them rated a little bit too high. The Bundesliga teams, from what I've seen so far this season, I'm not really convinced um, by Union Berlin either. Um, my kind of raw model number would be that they're a slight favourite on the um, minus a half line, which would kind of be slightly contradictory to Steve's uh, bet, but feel base wise uh i like steve's bet here like uh, the fact they're not playing in their home stadium i think that dilutes their home advantage a little bit so gun to head i'd also be on the plus a half and i think i think steve's right when overall i'd say braga is slightly the better team uh into benfica next for us uh, tuesday later start this is 3 p.m kickoff uh, repeat the 1965 final of course which i'm sure we're all aware of don't know who was favorite in that particular uh, matchup between the two, but RJ's got a pick for us here. Inter minus 125, Benfica plus 350, draw plus 280. Not quite sure what to make of Inter so far this campaign, RJ. And Benfica involved in a very controversial or Clasico on Friday now, to, uh, on Friday night. Talk us to you, play. Yeah, so I'm, I'm looking at, I'm targeting goals in this match. So I'm, I'm looking at Inter uh, versus Benfica over 2.5 goals at minus 118. You know, both teams will be eager to eager to get back on track here in the Champions League. So for first first round result, Inter drew 1-1 against Real Sociedad. Benfica lost 2-0 to Salzburg in, in the first round. So if you paid attention this past weekend, uh, Inter coming off a, a pretty wild win uh, against uh, Salernitana on Saturday when uh, they scored four goals in the second half and all four came from Latoro Martinez. He came off the bench and, and really just blew it up. Um, Benfica coming off a 1-0 win, as you mentioned, in the old Clasico against Porto on uh, on Friday. Or, did you, or did you see the sending off? No. Uh, unbelievable controversial. Anyway, continue. Yeah, no, I, mi- I missed that, uh, Dan. But, uh, so, so Inter is sitting at the top of uh, the Serie A table with 19 goals and just three allowed in seven matches. Uh, however, Inter have played seven matches in 22 days. And they're also without... Arnautovic and uh, Quadrado, I'm, I'm, I'm seeing is back at practice. He's potentially going to suit up. I'm not sure if he's going to get a full uh, slate on the field, but that's as of as of last night. It's early morning here in, 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 uh, in the U.S., so I might be missing the latest news, but that's where things stand as of last night. And I think because of Inner's hectic schedule and the fact that Benfica have scored two-plus goals in seven out of their last eight away Champions League matches – and Benfica have yet to keep a clean sheet on the road since April, that based on uh, this this most recent match with Inter, really getting a spark with four goals in the second half, uh, at, at this price, over 2.5 goals at minus 118, I think we'll see both sides get on the board um, from a metrics perspective and just gut feeling, I think this gets over 2.5. Over 2.5 is the selection here, minus 118 for the Inter-Benfica game. Let's uh, continue with the Tuesday games. Um, 3 p.m. Eastern, Napoli against Real Madrid. Um, it was a pick and contest when I put the running order together earlier today, but um, Real Madrid now plus 160, Napoli plus 163, the latest uh, line. Steve, you, you've got a, a selection in this one, but I'm going to get the boys' thoughts as well because potentially it's the biggest game of the week. Certainly feels like the biggest game of the week here. Uh, Steve, Napoli, eight goals the last three matches. Real Madrid going well, obviously, top of La Liga. What do you think? Yeah, I'm going with Napoli on the zero Asian handicap at plus 108 now actually. Um, you're right, the, the lines have moved. And 
I, this is a tough card for me, Champions League. I think I'm far better suited to Europa League than this season at the moment, in the groups anyway. Normally, when I look down a card, I will be drawn into one or two overs, which is my sort of bet, or or some home favourites, you know, that, that's a Steve Wiss sort of pick. And I've got to find two selections. I'm not as confident with this one because it doesn't really feel like a wise thing to be betting against Real Madrid in European football. Um, but I do think Napoli probably should be slight favourites here, really. They found some, they're the champions of Italy. They found some good recent form. They've got a tremendous European record. They've only ever lost three European Cup uh, home matches in their whole history, 30 out of 31 matches. Real Madrid actually are one of the very few teams to have won here in this competition back in 2016. But, you know, the stadio, Diego Maradona, it's, um, I don't want to use this old, Proverb, but it is a tough place to go. <laughs> it, it I've, not got my, I've not got my yellow cards with me, so I can't issue you one. It definitely is. It's uh, the, the the atmosphere just goes crazy here, doesn't it? They've had some great wins recently. Um, in Liverpool match last season, they can surprise some teams. And I just think Real Madrid, they're not really um, getting my juices flowing this season, Dan. Um, I thought they were really poor actually against Union in the first round. Certainly, first half they weren't at the races. They had a really poor result against Atletico Madrid recently. Again, I didn't think they played very well. So I think they're, they're quite capable of producing some flat performances and maybe it might come here. But equally, you know, you've got to respect Real Madrid in Europe. So I'm a little bit nervous about this one, but I think Napoli can get at least a draw. Um, in this group, a draw is not a bad result for either side, by the way. So that I, I quite like having the full draw on my side here. But just based on their the strong European record, they've still got a lot of quality in their side. The Victor Osimhen incident this morning, it seems to have maybe been put to bed a little bit more. He's come out with a statement. I think it's almost galvanised the squad. A bit of a kick up the ass, if you know what I mean, this Osimhen incident. They seem more united. They've had two good wins since it happened. And I think they can have uh, one of these magical European nights at the stadium Diego Maradona. So Napoli draw no bet now for me, or, or on the zero Asian handicap plus one hundred eight. So uh, Steve likes Napoli on the Asian handicap minus one hundred nine. Uh, Will is this the biggest game in terms of of handle, in terms of interest, in terms of what might happen in the market? What are your thoughts on uh, on Napoli Real Madrid? Yeah, I think it's. Uh... It's probably in the top two. I mean, arguably Newcastle PSG is as big. Um, it's certainly a certainly a game that's captured my attention. And uh, a couple of weeks ago, just after the first round of group stage games finished, I had Napoli on the draw no bet earmarked as a bet as well. Um, they have since lost um, both starting defenders in Romani and uh, Juan Jesus. So I'm a bit less convinced about them being able to contain Real Madrid here at the same time. Vinicius is back slightly early from his injury. He'll potentially start here. He started over the weekend. So, yeah, uh, guns ahead, I'd be on Napoli, draw no bet here as well. Um, but I'm just a bit put off by the by the injury news. Uh, RJ, if you had a free $10 bet on this one, where's your money going? Uh, I, I haven't really had to think too hard about this one, Dan. I think it'd be on the draw at plus 270. I think this is... Uh, a battle of two fairly evenly matched teams, as, as Stephen um, well just alluded to. The injury uh, news that just come out with with players returning like Vinicius, it's uh, it's hard not to back back the draw at plus two seventy. Here's a question for everybody: hmm. Why don't we back draws more often? 
Have yeah, we I ever thought... had a selection this season or last? Ah, I mean, I just, I've just, have I've not been ever been a draw. Would you just rather actually. take an Asian handicap? I would, yeah. I mean, to be honest, I would take yeah. a draw right now. If you offered me a draw right now, I'd take it on this pick. That's how I'm not that confident with it, really. But, Why don't we um, back draws though? Well, maybe it's we a hot dog. Them? Do we have a hot dog here? <laughs> you want? Do you want? Maybe to chat. Maybe I'll put a draw on the hot dog one week. <laughs> Will. Why don't we back draws, or is it just we're we're, we're so aligned to Asian handicap betting these days that you know it cuts out the draw? Does draws have actually been getting bigger odds in the markets? I think um, statistically, if you look at um, how uh, often we see draws, I think it's diminishing. I think teams have kind of, through data analytics, realised, especially in domestic leagues and group stages where three point you get three points for a win, that it's kind of statistically advantageous to be on the front foot towards an end of a game. If you know if you are drawing the last 10, 15 minutes, it's worth being on the front foot and looking to convert that to three points because essentially you're risking one point to win two. And so I think the game's kind of evolved in that sense. The markets have also evolved in line with that. I often see draw prices and think they look quite attractive. And I think this is one of those games at plus 270. Yeah, I think the draw does look quite attractive. RJ, um, that's, uh, I think, the reasoning. RJ, have you ever put a draw up as a tip? Uh, no, actually, I have not. <laughs> <laughs> it's just... one of those strange things, isn't it? You know, we just don't do it. Yeah. I mean, the Asian handicaps cut it out over the years, I know, but it is what it is. Mm. Uh, let's move on, shall we? Let's go to uh, more Tuesday action PSV versus uh, Sevilla. Uh, RJ's got a pick for us in this one. PSV, I mean, they were thumped by Arsenal in the Champions League. They look woeful. They've lost so many players over the last few years, but they are favourites round about even money. Minus 103 last I looked um, uh, to get the better of Sevilla here. PSV, seven wins from seven in the Eredivisie. divisi But uh, we had some success, RJ, didn't we, match day one when it came to think, when it came to things like shots and corners and so on. And this is what you're focusing on here, a prop bet for us. Yeah, this was a tricky week, uh, in my opinion. I feel like a lot of the games are, are, are trappy um, looking at them. And, and I had a hard time, as I typically target goals, I had a hard time. But I did I did like this. And this is probably, if you had a best bet for me, this would, this would be my best bet. So... PSV shots on target over 4.5 at minus 118 and shout out to bet rivers for having these props. It's definitely helpful when you, when you get to these uh, bigger matches against teams that typically don't play each other a lot to find some value. And, and here's where I found some. So PSV uh, essentially got slapped around by Arsenal in the first round four nil Sevilla drew one, one against Len of uh, France league Un, um in the first round. So, Outside of Champions League, PSV are stellar. Uh, led by Noah Lang, formerly of Club Bruges, Gus Till, Luke De Jong. They're sitting at the top of the airy division uh, domestically in Netherlands with 23 goals in seven matches with only two allowed. Uh, they have only lost once since February of this year, and oddly enough, it was against Sevilla in the Europa League playoffs last season. Uh, Sevilla are poor travelers, sitting in 14th place currently in the La Liga table. And they have, you know, big issues to deal with domestically. Uh, they're kind of backs, you know, they, they got a point in the first round where the backs are sort of against the wall, eager to get some points here. And they travel to PSV, who averaged 24 shots per match over their last 25 matches. That's just shots in general. That's not shots on target. They actually average 11.7 shots on target over those last 25 matches. <clears throat> Excuse me. Sevilla average around 4.8 shots on target against per match on the road. So just under five. So based on these numbers, 
um, the situation at hand. I expect PSV to just pile on the shots here. They are very, very strong at home. They know that Sevilla is typically a tough team to crack. And if with an average of almost 12 shots on target per match overall, I expect this to get over. I would say we see five, six shots on target from them. And at 118, this was probably my favorite play of this round. Okay, best bet when it comes to the PSV Sevilla game for RJ. Let's move on to Manchester United against Galatasaray. RJ, you've got the selection here, so we'll get that first. I mean, United, to me, look awful value at around about minus 245. Galatasaray plus 260. I'll get the boys' thoughts on the money line in a second. Uh, Mm. But again, we are going prop bets here, RJ. So so talk us through your play. Yeah, firing off the prop bets again this round. So Man U versus Galatasaray over 9.5 corners at minus 121. Uh, round one recap, Man United lost 4-3 in a thriller against Bayern. Um, probably the match of the first round, to be fair. And then Galatasaray, also a very strong match against uh, FC Copenhagen of Denmark. A 2-2 draw. Um you know, Galatasaray should be feeling good after their comeback against Copenhagen when they they score two goals in the drawing uh, in the in the dying minutes, 86th, 88th minute after Copenhagen went down with with a red card, I think around the 73rd minute in the second half. So Galatasaray feeling good. Man United, as you stated, Dan, uh, facing the worst Premier League start in 34 years, missing a slew of players. Five out of their top uh, five first team defensemen are out. Galatasaray, on the other hand, unbeaten on the road since April, but uh, have not won an away match in Champions League since March of 2013. So if you're a trend or historical guy, that that may have some weight. But I look at the current form here and the match. This is a good opportunity for uh, a team like Galatasaray to end that rough stretch against a just an ailing Manchester United side. Um, Manchester Man, Man U have, have 33 corners four in their last five matches from a metrics perspective their home matches have seen over 9.5 corners 58 percent of the time as a they've seen around 10.8 corners per match galatasaray on the other hand averaged around 10 corners per match over the last 25 and have seen 9.5 corners 71 percent uh over their last 25 matches which is the highest amount i saw on any champions league side here in this and here in this uh, round specifically, so I tried to target this match just because of the the situation. Right, man, you are desperate for for wins, something to motivate the club, whether it's internationally, domestically. Galatasaray are in top form, and based on the 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 motivations and the data and the metrics here, this was the strongest corners play I saw in round uh, two, and uh, over nine point five corners at minus one twenty one is my official play. I always tend to think with. Games like this, Steve, if United go behind, let's face it, United are going behind in a lot of games at the moment, then then the corner count usually goes up because they're usually at it at Old Trafford when they're behind when it comes to corners. Whether they will be in a game like this, I don't know. But just outside of the prop bet, I mean, how are you? How are United minus 245 in this? What, what are your thoughts on the money line here? What, what price would you want to back Man United, to bet Man United? Well, I've got a lean on this game. I actually think Manchester United minus 1.25 Asian looks big. I mean, let's just bear in mind who they're facing here. They're facing a team from Turkey. This is a Premier League side. Now, how good they are in terms of Premier League this season? Are they about the sixth best side in, the, in England right now? I don't know. But they no. are a Premier League. 
that's up for debate, isn't it? But they are a Premier League side. If you cannot beat a Turkish opposition at home as a Premier League outfit, you've got big problems, in my opinion. So based on that, normally uh, any any Premier League side at home to Galatasaray would probably be minus one and a half or minus one point seven five Asian at at very least. So that that's why it stood out to me that you could get smidgens of minus one Asian on Manchester United. And no, the big problem though is this defence. Um, they're missing a lot of key players at the back. Anyone would fancy scoring goals against this Manchester United defence right now. And I think Galatasaray do have some pacey players on the counter. And it is hard to make a case for you for your Manchester United clean sheet at the moment, Dan. Um, so that's what puts me off. I liked I like the goals as well here, but annoyingly the books, as they have been all round, there's no overs that offer much value anymore. Um, the goal lines between three and three point two five. But I think Man United look a, a generous handicap to me. I, I actually hope, by the way, I'm a Leeds fan, so it's kind of hard to <laughs> get my allegiances here. But I actually, I no, I genuinely actually hope Man United smash them. Okay, don't look your neighbour in the face tomorrow if they do. Um, Will, what's your thoughts on this game? I think United are are, are poor value. It doesn't matter which way you look at it for me. They're at rock. But I mean, they could easily win it three or four, but I wouldn't bet them at all. I think Steve's right. Like, historically, this handicap would have been at least minus one and a half goals, perhaps minus one and three quarters, maybe even two at certain points in time. So I think the minus 1.25 line is, at face value, quite generous. Um, I get that it feels uncomfortable backing Man United at the moment. Um, they weren't that bad against Bayern. Um, so, yeah, gun to head for me. I don't think it's that bad. I mean, the, the money line, I'm not sure I'd be backing anything. At, what was it? Minus 240, did you say, Dan? Minus 245, that's, Man United. Yeah, that's, that's not particularly attractive. I think, you know, sure, you lose half your stake if they only win by one goal on the minus 1.25 line. But uh, I'd much rather take that than the money line at such short price. Uh, we've got Steve's lean for Tuesday. We've got one other Tuesday lean as well, which we can talk about. We'll um, just rattle through uh, something that, that might well, might become a bet to you personally if, if the price changes, which is the um, uh, Real Sociedad uh, Salzburg game. Yeah, I'm not sure the price will come back. Um, I did originally fancy when the, when, when the lines first opened uh, Sociedad on the handicap. Um, it's drawn a bet. It's the, the main line, minus 113. I think they are the better team. Salzburg are a team that are quite close to my heart. I really love uh, the Red Bull Salzburg kind of ethos and um, and setup. Uh, but at minus 120, wouldn't touch it. And I don't think the price is going to come back. Okay, that's a potential bet. Maybe a lean depends how you see it when it comes to that Sociedad Salzburg game on Tuesday. Wednesday matches, uh, match day two of the Champions League. We have got uh, three games to talk about. Will's got a selection in all of them. We've got some leans as well. We'll get some thoughts from Stephen RJ on that Newcastle Paris Saint-Germain game as well, potentially the biggest betting heat on Wednesday. But Will Porto-Barcelona is going to attract an awful lot of interest worldwide as well. Barcelona are the favourites away from home, minus 117. Porto plus 300 here, the draw plus 293pm Eastern on the Wednesday. Um, Barcelona needs an own goal to beat Sevilla, but they are still going well in La Liga. What are your thoughts on this one as they travel to Portugal? Well, I thought uh, I thought we had the game solved a couple of weeks ago when um, all three under selections of mine got backed in, um, partly based off the theory that the UEFA wouldn't go wouldn't come in line with FIFA's added time directives. Uh, and when zero minutes came up at the end of the first half in the AC Milan Newcastle game when it was nil nil, I thought we had the game solved. But um, 
they have actually, UEFA do seem to have found some sort of middle ground when it comes to the additional time. There was an average of kind of two minutes added at the end of the first half and maybe four, four slash five at the end of the second half. So not not such a strong angle there. And so I'm not as bullish on the unders in general this week, but I do feel like there are a couple of spots where unders slightly overpriced. And one of them is in the Porto-Barcelona game where you can get under 2.75 goals at minus 103. Um, there were lots of unders that got backed in in the first round of group stage games. Uh, the the Milan Newcastle under got heavily heavily backed. It went the under two point five went for all the way from plus one twenty into minus one fifty. It was a huge huge move. There were big moves in the young boys Leipzig game and the Lazio Atletico game. So so I'm I'm happy to to back unders here. Um, despite winning three one away at Shakhtar. There was only a combined 2.38 goals of XG in the Shakhtar Porto game, uh, not really reflective of the 3-1 scoreline. Um, Barca beat Antwerp convincingly at home, but I don't think it's going to be as easy a way to a much more experienced Porto side. You're right, Barca's attacking metrics have been quite good this season. They're generating an average of 2.06 attacking XG per game, but their schedule has been quite easy. Uh, I think Jao Felix's creativity has really added an extra dimension to this Barcelona attack. And I think they've got a lot more harmony. Rafinha will be out. So I think they will be weakened going forward in this game. Perhaps they'll revert to moving Gavi to the to the to left-hand side of that front three. But that probably mean with the, the injury they've got that Fermin Lopez would have to start a La, La Masia grad, which would, you know, potentially stifle their attacking uh, prowess Uh Pepe is out for Porto. He's a stalwart, very, very experienced um, central defender. I think they might look to protect their defence and look to sit back and play quite defensively here. So I think all things considered, I don't think the line should be over under 2.75. I think it should be closer to two and a half line and quarter of a goal difference is enough for me to want to get involved in. I like this one. It's, um, it's one of those uncomfortable bets that you were yeah, highlighted yeah. Uh, uh, earlier earlier this year. I mean, no one generally, you know, the, the wider betting public don't go unders on any Barcelona game. I like this one. Newcastle, Paris Saint-Germain, we'll get everyone's opinion on this one because probably uh, the most handle for this on the Wednesday, it's 3pm, Newcastle plus 155, Paris Saint-Germain plus 160. Um, PSG have been backed a little bit today, draw plus 275. Um, uh, Will, you've got a selection in this, but do you think Paris Saint-Germain will be favourites on kickoff here? How do you see the market between now and when the game starts? I don't think they'll be favourites. I think Newcastle will be favourites. I think potentially even, I think, the, I, th I think they might even move to the minus a quarter line. That's where my model-based metrics have them. It's... Uh, to be honest, I'm quite. I'm. I'm not particularly confident about this. I'm much more confident about the potential market move pre-match than I am the result of the game. I, I am reticent to take on PSG because I do think, um, I do think Luis Enrique has got has got them much more harmonious and uh, a much bigger threat. I have. Uh, I have increased their rating from, I think, last time we spoke in the uh, in the Futures show. I had them 13th best team in Europe, which kind of caused some shock amongst the group but now I've, <laughs> yeah. I've, got, them, I've got them up to eighth um but they've I've not liked... had a great start to their domestic season will how how can mm. they go up on your ratings when <laughs> they've not started well 
I don't particularly follow really the results as much <laughs> as I do. As much as I do, I like to get feedback from the markets themselves. And in that run of games against Dortmund, Marseille, and Claremont, most recently on the weekend, PSG got backed in quite heavily in all three. That that's much clearer feedback to me than you know the fact that they drew over the weekend to Claremont. You know, so. For me, based off that, based off the feedback I've been getting from the market and their underlying metrics as well that have undoubtedly been improving, I've I've increased their rating and and now they're their eighth best team in Europe for me, Newcastle ninth actually. So you know, pretty comparable to, pretty comparable sides. Um, what I will say about PSG is I'm not convinced about their away record in in the Champions League, uh, particularly against the stronger sides. In the last few years, they've lost away to Bayern, Real Madrid, and Man City twice. Very strong teams. They've drawn with Club, Club Bruges, Leipzig, and Benfica, and their only wins have been against Juventus and Maccabi Haifa. So I think I think that's definitely a big factor here. Newcastle did look a bit shell-shocked away to AC Milan. I think we can put that down to a one-off debut in the Champions League. Tonali perhaps going back to his uh, boyhood team. I'm hoping to see some improvements at home. My model has Newcastle minus 0.25 goal favourites here. What I will say is Botman is a, is a big loss for Newcastle. I have factored in, that into my ratings. I think Lachelles can stand in here. He is club captain. He has looked good under Howe. I think he can do a job, but Botman is a big, big miss. I am slightly nervous about a, a, a Dan Byrne coming up against Mbappe and Hakimi on that right-hand side, potentially, <laughs> or Newcastle's left. Um, it's an uncomfortable bet, but uh, I think there's a strong home advantage for Newcastle. I think PSG are poor away. I think Newcastle very strong at home. That slants it in Newcastle's favour for me. And this PSG team, I can see it going on to being the real deal under Luis Enrique. I think he's really got the right kind of discipline and, harmo um, and harmony that, that PSG really need. But we need more evidence before we can say that for sure. And I think it's too early. Maybe their time will come later on in the season. But at this point in time, I'm happy to take Newcastle on the draw, but draw no bet line here. Draw no bet, minus 1-1 one, one, to Newcastle against Paris Saint-Germain. Uh, Steve, um, we've got to get your thoughts on PSG. Will's not interested in the results. He's interested in marking moves. I can see exactly where he's coming from. Um, but the bare facts are is that it's not been a great start to the season for them. And we've had varying degrees of success with yourself and James and one or two others uh, betting them on, on the European show. Um, what's your thoughts on PSG on this one? Me and Will were close to being against each other here. I I, I do think that um, I would actually have PSG as a minus 0.25 favourite. The thing is, Newcastle, I, are they really that good? I mean, again, I, I talk about Manchester United earlier. Newcastle are maybe the fifth or best or sixth best team in England right now. PSG raise it for the Champions League. They're obsessed with this competition, completely obsessed. So, you know, previous results, I think they lost against Nice before they faced Dortmund, didn't beat Clermont, although the goalkeeper had a ridiculous game for Clermont. Newcastle will put bodies on the line. I think it will be quite like the under here. I think under three goals might well cash. I think it'll be quite a tight game. Of football, Botman, the injury that Will said is a big loss. Also, doubts of Wilson, Joel Linton, the likes of Barnes. I think he's out for a while as well. Uh, big, big home crowd. Uh, I, I could see a draw. I think there's a good chance of a draw in this game. I don't think anyone wants to lose matches in this group. Um, but yeah, I would, I would honestly, personally, have PSG as favourites myself. 
Uh, RJ, what's what's the sort of stateside view on Newcastle, both from a fan point of view and a, and a betting point of view? I mean, I always get the sense that the bigger clubs, you know, United, Liverpool, to a lesser extent, Celtic, you know, stateside fans and betters want to get with them. Is that the same with Newcastle? I mean, they are very sort of local parochial club in lots of ways, but they have got a very big local fan base. I don't know if that spills over worldwide. What, what's your thoughts on Newcastle and their game against PSG? Yeah, this was a match that I, I tried to target. Um, I, I was looking at the uh, the under here actually as well uh, that Steve pointed out. But I, as I stated, I'm not going back to the under well officially. But uh, <laughs> Newcastle did do a, a tour out here, like a preseason tour during the summer. Right, They came to Philadelphia, New Jersey, Atlanta. Um, and there was a lot. I mean, I, I, me- I remember following the matches. I remember looking at the, uh, the attendance. And they had a strong attendance. There was a lot of... Uh, a lot of buzz around this team after you know the end of last season, heading into this season, and there are they are picking up steam. They're certainly a side that gets you know quite a bit of mention. I think they're uh, I think they're sitting at twelve points right now in the Premier League, so they're uh, they're creeping up on the table, which is getting them more attention overall. And and I think uh, if you were to ask me about this match, it's uh, it's a tough one in my opinion. I give I give uh, Will and Steve credit for backing sides here. Um, but I would. Well, mine, mine, mine is not. Uh, I would not back to make it well, clear. I wouldn't actually, wouldn't actually back them. Uh, it's a definite for me. No bet in terms of that. So uh, okay. I've not got the balls to, be, to be against this Newcastle's. Well, not even a lean, really. Just a, a just a thought. I'm asking for thoughts just on this one. Yeah. Okay. Do you know what? Look, look, look. Plus two seventy-five. The draw. I'm all over it. I'm back in the draws all all this midweek. One more official pick from Will, and then some leans <laughs> to rattle through. Uh, Celtic. Against Lazio, Will loves to to drop into the uh, to the SPL teams uh, when it comes to European football. I would steer well clear of Celtic Rangers and the lot, whatever competition they're in. Find it very very hard to try and work out what Scottish Premiership form is worth in Europe. But uh, Will has managed to do it, and he was he's been good with Rangers this season. That's Steve, uh, for that matter. Uh, Celtic plus one ninety, Lazio other favourites plus one thirty eight, draw plus two sixty five. Wednesday three uh, three o'clock uh, Eastern. Talk us through your play here, Will. Well, Dan, I'm not really that knowledgeable about Scottish football. This is more a play around Lazio. Um, I'm going back to the unders well with Lazio, under 2.75 goals, minus 115. We backed Lazio, Atletico, unders in round one and cashed. They've only been generating 1.04 goals worth of XG a game in Serie A this season. There are 2.1 total XG in Lazio, Atletico. And only 1.93 total XG in PSV Celtic game. Celtic did go down to nine men, actually. Though. I think they played 25, maybe even half half an hour with nine men there. So they did defend stoutly to, to, to limit the damage there. I think Sarri has transitioned this Lazio team, I'm not sure entirely why, into being or sacrificing some of the attacking output for defensive um, solidity. In his first season at Lazio, 2021-22, Lazio conceded 58 goals in that Serie A season, and that dropped to 30 in 2022-23. That's a huge drop-off in goals conceded. So, you know, this approach has been working for Sarri at Lazio. They finished second runners-up in Serie A last season, and I think he's likely to stick with it. Um, However, the market hasn't really... uh, hasn't really figured it out yet. It seems to be sticking with the idea that Sarri is a gung-ho attacking coach. 
Um, hence why we're seeing an over under 2.75 line here. I think once again, we're looking at a 2.75 line that should be two and a half. One thing that does kind of concern me is that uh, key Celtic defender, American Cameron Carter-Vickers is still out. Uh, he's a big piece for that Celtic defence. But they have kept four clean sheets in the last six, albeit five of those games were domestically and four of them against relatively weak opponents. I'm just not convinced really about this Lazio team, Dan. Um, since they lost Serge Milinkovic-Savic, they haven't really been the same. I would even lean Celtic as underdogs on the Drono bet line. I think they're about plus 113, something like that. I think that's quite a big price. I think it'll be a big atmosphere here for this game. Um, and I don't really see uh, Lazio running rampant here. So under 2.75 goals, minus 115 is the pick. Good stuff. Uh, we have got a number of leans on Wednesday. Let's rattle through these. RJ, you've got a couple for us. Yeah, first lean is RB Leipzig versus Man City over three at minus 117. Uh, simply have, didn't make this an official play because I have a hard time rooting for four goals in, in any competition, international competition. So avoided that, uh, even though the form has been strong, especially for Leipzig. And then Antwerp versus uh, Shakhtar Donetsk uh, of Ukraine under 2.5 at plus 116. I backed the under in the first round. Didn't work out too well. I said I'm officially avoiding unders, but uh, it's hard to hard to overlook this one with Antwerp. Uh, haven't scored in four matches in three zero zero stalemates uh, domestically over the last three matches, and uh, I would anticipate Antwerp just looking to scrape out of here with uh, with a point. And uh, it's hard to see this match see see a lot of goals. Uh, Steve, you've gone similar when it comes to the Antwerp Shakhtar game. Yeah, me, me and RJ have the same underlean on one show. I never ever thought that would actually happen. Maybe, we, be to be honest, we should probably have uh, the balls to back this as an official play, really, RJ, shouldn't we? we should, um, Antwerp yeah, we have drawn that. Maybe I'll pull rank and make it an official play, but I really <laughs> like this under. Antwerp have drawn their last three games nil-nil. Um, Shakhtar are going to be fighting tooth and nail for their own country. It reeks of a tight game here. Could be one nil, 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 nil either way. The goal line, I reckon, should be close at two point two five, really. So uh, hard to fancy any goals here, in my opinion. And another unders play uh, will, well, say play lean. Uh, Svenas Zvezda against Young Boys will. What I will say, actually, if, if I may, about that Royal Antwerp Shakhtar game is, if you are going to be backing the unders and following the boys in here, I would lean towards the two point seven five line and not the two and a half. There seems to be only 21 cents worth of difference between the two lines here, which is too little. It should be more like 30 cents difference here. So I think it's because the 2.75 is the main Asian line. There's perhaps less juice there. So anyone looking to back that, I would advise them to go with the 2.75 line. In terms of my lean, it's on the Svena Svesta Red, uh, Red Star Belgrade versus Young Boys game. I quite like the look of under two and a half goals at plus 118. Uh, perhaps I should take my own advice and look at the 2.75 goal line there. But actually, last time I looked on Bet Rivers, I don't think there was a 2.75 goal line for some reason. Maybe there is now. Um, reasoning is this: these two teams are playing for third place in the group, really, um, without being disrespectful to either. I think it could be uh, another cliche, but a very cagey game. Uh, young boys against Leipzig. Unders got backed in heavily, heavily there. Almost half a goal move, I think. Some big movers in the market quite like the young boys' unders. I think there's a perception they're an overs team. I'm not sure that's necessarily true. 
was quite low on the metrics as well. So, yeah, unders in the Svena Zvezda or Red Star Belgrade, I think they are on Bet Rivers versus Young Boys. Good stuff. Best bets before we wrap it up. Steve, what's the best bet on the Champions League card match day two? Um, I think that under is a good bet, even though it's not an official bet of mine. So, uh, Antwerp <laughs> against Shakhtar Donetsk under two point under two point seven five. You can't, you can't have a high. you can't have a lean as a uh, as a best bet. <laughs> not allowed. Uh, failing that, we'll go. Well, two courses have, have to be Braga, then, wouldn't it? Have Braga plus <laughs> a half. RJ, what's your best bet? I'm going to go with PSV's shot on target over four point five. Yeah, I think RJ's um, prop bet on the last uh, show was uh, the best bet came good. Will, what's your best bet? Celtic Lazio under two and three quarters, minus 115. Wonderful stuff. That wraps up Betting Weekly Extra Time Champions League edition. Many thanks to Steve, Will and RJ. Plenty of in-play action over the course of the midweek fair on Tuesday and Wednesday as well via Bet at Rivers. So make sure you get involved with that. From all of us, though, it is goodbye.